Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's Wayman Wednesday. That means you're about to hear a message from the founder of our fellowship, Pastor Wayman Mitchell. Even though he entered into his reward and is in the presence of our Lord, we still need to hear his clarion call to faithfulness, holiness, discipleship, and commitment to the cause of Christ. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. Faithful to our calling. That's what our call is. Turn in your Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 4, if you will. When all is said and done and God begins to distribute rewards for all those who minister, all those who are involved in God's great kingdom ministry, the focus and the question is going to be on that subject of faithfulness. Our faithfulness, you can read all the parables. In the parables, the central truth of all the parables, uh, our faithfulness. I want to read you a letter that I received a couple of weeks ago. This is written by Dale Prosser. His father was Neil Prosser, pastored, pioneered the church in Darwin, Northern Territories, Australia. Listen to these words. He said, I want to share a story with you and to thank you for the ongoing impact and influence your life has had on mine and my family. Although we've only met face to face on one occasion, the story goes back to 1974 in the small country town of Katanning in Western Australia. My parents, Neil and Brenda Prosser, are farming, faithful to their church and established in the community. God had worked on Dad's heart, <coughs> excuse me, concerning his knowing, uh, knowledge rather, of the Bible and giving up the farm. He had been to Bible college, but all seemed to no avail, as there seemed to be no mechanism or structure or open door to move further in the will of God. Then word came a visiting preacher would be in town. When Dad arrived at the church, he was, uh, uh, he was struck by this noise. It was you in prayer before the service. Sure, folks in the church prayed, but not like this, not with audible fervency. Then you preach the sermon, and it seems, uh, and the seeds of what was to become were, uh, uh, were planted. Dad returned home to mom and said a simple sim sentence, just 16 words, uh, but words that were to forever impact our family. I just met a man who preaches the word of God so you can live it. I believe from that moment God aligned dad's heart with yours and the vision of our fellowship for discipleship and church planting. The rest you know. 
Within a few years, we moved to Darwin. The fellowship moved away from Foursquare. The Potter's House Darwin was born and dad faithfully pastored there, making disciples and launching churches until the 5th of December, 2013, when he went to his reward. I've been humbled to hear you speak of him and his ministry during conferences as all he accomplished for the kingdom of God and burst out of that 16-word sentence and the providence of God to meet a man from a small country town in America in another small country town in the other side of the world. What a wonderful story that is. Lives totally changed simply by an event and some words that were spoken. I want to read to you 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. Paul says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be diligent in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own loss shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch you in all things endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of your ministry. For I know I'm now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth, there's laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love is appearing. I want to preach a sermon entitled 16 Words to Destiny. Help me for a moment ponder the truth that is there. First of all, I want to talk to you about influence. All of us have an influence, and this is the invisible element of life which we do not understand fully and often do not recognize. This is what happens behind the scene. Now think about prayer for a moment. Ponder with me. Uh, the Christian world all talks about prayer. Very few practicing it. In 2009, I had to go into Australia and, and uh, help uh, rescue the church in Beachboro and the fellowship there. And uh, Pastor Harold Warner had gone on ahead because they felt he was a gentler, kinder soul and uh, uh, that they wouldn't detonate before I got there. So I'm in the uh, uh, fellowship hall praying. I always get up on the platform and sit down, uh, put my uh, face as close as possible to the wall because uh, people have a habit of, of uh, coming up and getting as close as they can to me because they think some magic's coming off of me and uh, they want to get as close as they can. So I get away from them if possible. So a man came, sat in back of me, and he said, Pastor Mitchell, I was going to leave with a former pastor who took 175 people. This was the last time they were there in that service. 
And uh, I was going to leave and go with them, but I heard you praying. He says, that's what I want. Now think about this, because you've heard me pray. There's no great fireballs running off of me. It's almost amusing. But I heard you pray, and God touched that man's heart. He said the former prayer, prayer pastor never prayed. He went into the prayer rooms. He sat with his eyes closed. Occasionally he would uh, uh, he would uh, read a book, or occasionally he would read his Bible. But he said I never saw him pray. But he said these words: "I want that." Now think about that for a moment. He's still in the church today, serving God. So let's think about that for a moment, because uh, here is a an example, presence and influence. Joe Camel tells the time when he came to uh, Prescott to visit from Illinois, and uh, we were in the Roo Street uh, Church, we were uh, uh, praying. He steps in the door in the foyer there. He hears this going on down in the basement, people praying, and God got a hold of his heart. And from that moment, changed his life. Uh, he today is one of our premier pastors uh, and uh, doing a powerful work, but moved by the sound uh, of the prayer that was coming from that uh, that basement there. Prayer meeting is not a meditation meeting. Prayer meeting means something. Jesus uh, uh, said, when you pray, say. Paul writes in First Corinthians 2, Verse 1, these words, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, uh, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Verse 8, I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands uh, without wrath uh, and doubting. Now this letter from, Neo, uh, from uh, uh, Deo Prosser said uh, fervency. Now I'm not sure to the degree that uh, that was there. I don't remember the event. I remember going down to Catanning and preach. Uh, they uh, were holding church in a uh, lodge hall. Uh, I think it was the Royal Order of the Buffalo, Queen, Queen of the South. <laughs> I do remember the name. But whatever fervency was there touched this pastor's heart. Neil Prosser was moved because there was something in that prayer that spoke of God and began to turn the course of his life. Now think about that for a moment. Bob Swope, I was reading that letter in the breakfast, and Bob Swope said, how do we get that fervency? And secondly, he said, how do we get it back? So let's ponder this for a moment, because the real issue is influence. And as we ponder influence... This has to do with the truth of God playing out in human personality and impacting other human beings. It's truth. Someone has said truth is more caught than it is taught. Truth is more taught than it is caught. If this is true, then we need to fling it where they can catch it. Can you say amen? And there's nothing like example that will leave behind an impact of what God wants to 
uh, uh, to uh, transmit. Influences uh, are a powerful element, uh, very, very powerful. Uh, and uh, since I got saved, I've had a habit of prayer. I had a young man come to me one time, and uh, I, when uh, I pray, I used to take my shoes off. The reason is I would kneel down at a chair, bend my feet, and so I saw it was distributing, separating the soles from my shoe. So I started taking my shoes off when I prayed. <laughs> a young man got to me and said, Pastor Mitchell, can I ask you a question? I said, yeah, sure. He said, why do you take your shoes off when you pray? <laughs> he thought, that's the secret. Amen. Take it. <laughs> Example makes a deep impress on other people, and uh, uh, it's crucial that we understand influence is transmitted by example, and truth is more caught than it is taught. The Perth Beachboro Church used to be the prayingest church in our entire fellowship. You could go into that uh, prayer room in the early morning, and uh, there's nothing but prayer. It's filled with people from wall to wall, uh, and a solid sound of prayer, fervent prayer would go up out of that. Uh, uh, but I'm uh, here to tell you, sadly, two pastors uh, have destroyed that example, uh, and they've lost that today, uh, gained back some of that. But that was something lost, and it was lost by example of two pastors that were pastors of that church uh, did not pray. Uh, they simply thought uh, that being there. We do not have a prayer meeting that is a meditation meeting. It is a place where the people of God ought to obey the, God, the Lord, and they ought to speak out of their mouth uh, whatever the words are, a genuine uh, prayer and speak to God because leadership sets an example and once that is lost regardless of what it is sometimes it is very difficult to get it back or takes a good while to get that back. Neil Prosser stepped into that hall Royal Order of the Buffalo Queen of the South I think it was number five and when he stepped into that building God touched a life, and begin to change the destiny of that man's life. And we're going to speak more about that in a moment. The second thing I want to talk to you about is relationship. Relationship is a crucial factor. We are social creatures. Never forget that. We are social creatures. That means that God created us with the dimensions to relate to other human beings and having said that, uh, relationship uh, is very, very important, uh, and we become like the people that we associate with. It's an old saying that I have, you lay down with the dogs, you get up with the fleas. You can't avoid it. We become like the people that we associate with. Uh, I have a Interesting paper that I've had for many years. It's, uh, is, uh, it's entitled Three Degrees of Contagion. And in that, it uh, documents its four-page uh, article and words, example, and an impartation of what we are moves uh, 
on people. It's a fascinating article. It lets us uh, know that when we associate with people, we pick up automatically, not because uh, they're trying to do it, but there's an automatic dimension. For instance, smoking. People are in crowds where they're smoking, and they take up smoking, not because somebody tries to get them to do that, but it's uh, an invisible concept uh, that takes place. They also said obesity is transmitted not because people are trying to get you fat, take you to the golden corral, and say, eat all you want and more to get my money's worth. <laughs> but it's an invisible thing that's transmitted, and they document this in this, in this article as our morals also. Not necessarily taught, ever spoken about, or ever taught about, but there's something about uh, the contagion of human personality from one to the other that these are transmitted. Now let's think a minute for our dear brother, Neil Prosser. Neil Prosser caught it. He stepped into that church that night, heard the prayer, moved his heart, heard the sermon, went home to his wife, and uh, when he went home to his wife, he said, I've just met a man who preaches the word of God so you can live it, uh, and he caught it. Now think about this for a moment, because this is going to be a profound thought, uh, because he began to associate uh, with uh, our fellowship. Second Timothy 4, uh, chapter 2, uh, uh, verse 2, Second Timothy chapter 4, gives us uh, some profound words uh, that I want to read uh, that was in our text for a moment. Let me read these words to you. Preach the word. Be diligent in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lusts, they shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables or fiction. But watch you in all things... Endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of your ministry. Neil Prosser caught it. In the process of time, he sold the farm. It was a large farm worth a lot of money in that period of time, uh, over $200,000, which is uh, not much now, but at that period of time was a pretty sizable uh, uh, amount of money. Sold the farm. Pioneered a church in Darwin, uh, Northern Territories, Australia, and is famous to me for this, these words. He's giving a report in a conference, and he said these words. Don't tell me how many seats you're filling. Tell me how many churches you have planted. Now, that's profound because Neil Prosser got it. We've got people that are veterans in our fellowship. They still don't got it. Neil got it. Can you say amen? Truth is more caught than it is taught. And his relationship and who he chose to relate himself to began to affect and impact him. And he went from a farmer to a church planter. Some background. He's... Uh, he has some religious background, uh, but what he got 
was the dignity of the local church. Now, John Gooding has written an excellent book on our fellowship and worked some very profound dimensions in it. And in it, he does speak about one of the things that's helped us that we discovered is the dignity of the local church. The local church is God's instrument for world evangelism and church planting. There are people here this evening, you still have not caught that. This church, I just talked to the pastor, this Mark Wood, who's pastoring Darwin now, and he let me understand that they have 14 churches out of Darwin. Now, Darwin, uh, to my knowledge, and I've been in pretty close association, I don't think it ever ran over 150 people. Now, think about this. They planted a church in Papua New Guinea. They planted a church in uh, in uh, uh, King Williamstown, uh uh, South Africa, they've planted two in South Africa. Uh, they planted a church in Alice Springs uh, in Australia. And think about this for a moment now, because church planting and sending missionaries uh, from a local church, when Darwin began to do that and Neo Prussia began to do that, this was not done in the Christian world. We started doing it, but in the Christian world, you did not do that. This was organizational responsibility from a headquarters. Uh, they planted churches, uh, and they took that responsibility. But here's Neil Prosser, a farmer, that stepped into this. He got it, and he began to plant that uh, and could say with an honest heart, don't tell me how many seats you're filling. Tell me how many churches uh, that you've planted. This is out of a relationship uh, with a movement uh, that believes what we believe and what we're doing. Now, remember this. Remember this. When he was in Catanning, he had gone to Bible school hoping to be able to one day minister the gospel, but he saw no mechanism, he says. There was no structure to bring that to pass. There was no open door to move further into that, and this was an impartation that came by associating with people. You ought to be in every conference you can be in. You ought to bring all your people to every conference you come to because what happens in conferences is an impartation of a spirit that goes far beyond the words that are spoken. And that's what happened to Neil Prosser. I want to talk to you for a moment about destiny. So, Neil Prosser was a very humble man. I loved this man, loved to ponder, I had a relationship from time to time with him. And uh, I think that he uh, sometimes felt guilty because he had money from that farm. Once in a while he would call me, not often, but from time to time he would call me. So because they knew he had money, they began to work Neil for his money. You know, that does happen. How many know them? Anybody know that? His name is Larry Huck. You know, he'll work you so. <laughs> so Neil called me and he said, Pastor, he said, uh, you know, I sold my farm and I've got quite a bit of money out of that. So uh, can you give me any advice what to do with that? 
And I knew they were working him right then. So I said, yes, Neil, I can. I know that you're going to pay your tithe from it. Go ahead and pay your tithe and give a gift if you want to. But lock the rest of it away in some kind of instrument in the bank where they cannot get their hands on it. I ruined somebody's plot right there. I was over in New Mexico some years ago, and an old cowboy took me. I said, I want to take you for a ride. So he took me out uh, in, um, in the Tulis and uh, quite a large piece of property there. And he said, I own this. And he said, they're wanting to buy this from me. And he named a sum of money. I can't remember. Pretty heavy chunk of bread. So uh, I knew that the pastor at that time was working him. You know, pastors do that. All pastors don't have a good heart. Thank God most of them do, but they don't all. So if somebody's trying to get your money, call me. I'll, I'll give you a little advice. He said uh, the same question that Neil asked me. He said, you know, uh, this is what they're offering. I can sell this. And do you have any advice for me on uh, what to do with it? I said, yes. Pay the tithe on it. Lock the rest of it away somewhere where they can't get their money, their hands on it. He just grinned. <laughs> I ruined that pastor's plot too. <laughs> Neil had open heart surgery some years ago. And uh, I said again, he's a very humble man. He didn't have a lot of self-confidence. This shook him pretty badly when he had that open heart surgery. And he called me actually a couple of times, and, uh, and it shook his confidence. And I'm not sure all that was going on in his mind, but uh, he said, you know, you think maybe that I ought to drop out of the ministry and let somebody else come in here? And I said, absolutely not. You are a stabilizing factor in Australia. At that time, Australia was very unstable. A lot of dimensions were going on there. I said, Australia needs you. You stay at it because he was feeling very unconfident. But here's this man that I'm talking about, and I hope Dale is looking at live stream now, because he took my advice and had a good period of time of continuing on fruitful ministry in that. So destiny, let's think about that, because God records the impact that we make in life. Think about this for a moment, uh, because faithfulness tops the list in God's gauging of our ministry and possibility. The theme of our conference is uh, faithful to the call. So let's ponder this uh, as we bring this down to the wire. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 said, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I have kept the faith. History emphasizes God's estimate of what we accomplish in life. There's no superstars that I know in our fellowship. All of our ministers are precious people that are doing the best that they can. And I don't know of any superstars because the secret to our fellowship is it is a lay movement. We have had three that I know who have attended Bible school, John Gooding, 
before he ever came into our fellowship, he had a couple of degrees uh, all over the map. Kevin Foley attended seminar back in Massachusetts. I attended Bible school, escaped barely with my soul. <laughs> but Second Timothy 4 verse 8 says, Henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that love his appearing. Now think about this, because we're talking about destiny. Only God knows your destiny. But I want to tell you, he has a destiny for you. And if you are faithful to God, he'll fulfill that destiny in the process of time. Richard Brooks is one of our evangelists. Richard Brooks is a graduate of prison in Australia. We have some really outstanding folks in our fellowship. <laughs> he did a session in the Slammer for taking a suitcase full of marijuana in, thinking that he's going to get away with that, and did some time in prison. While he was in prison, they gave him the book, We Can Take the Land. He read that book, and God impacted his life, changed his destiny forever. When he got out, he came back to the States. He was over in California, and Jeff Renz ran into him. He called me. He said, you got to have this guy speak. He got saved uh, in, in, in Australia, Newcastle Prison, and uh, he really has an outstanding testimony. I just had him, and he has a, so it's such an interesting testimony. As a matter of fact, uh, he was in a halfway house, uh, when he got out and he went to the church in Newcastle at that time. And the first service he went to was the service they removed the pastor uh, for uh, hunky-conky, you know. So <laughs> had a great start. When he came back to the States, why Jeff ran into him, I said, okay, tell him I want him to come over and preach here. He came over and preached here. And he shows up. He's in a suit and a tie. And... Uh, Tennis shoes with white soles. <laughs> uh. But I got him to go to a conference. Now listen to what I'm saying. This makes my point. I got him to attend a conference. And uh, uh, as he attended that conference, uh, then he went back to Romania. He was pastoring a little group of charismatic nuts. And so uh, as he went back there, uh, they said to him, you're different. Now, we didn't tell him, now, Richard, when you go back, you say this, you say that. No, 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 no. What we have is contagious. It's caught. And whatever dimension it was, they immediately recognized that this is a different man. It wasn't very long till they went on their way. But think of that for a moment. You are different. That's why I say you should go to every conference you can possibly go to. You need to bring all of your people because what happens is an impartation of spirit. And God will perform to lead them to their destiny. Listen to this poem, and I conclude. It's entitled, I Will Be Faithful. Years have come and gone. 
Years have come and gone. As I look back, I'm amazed how faithfully you've led me on the way. Though many things I cannot change, my times are in your hands. In gratitude, I look to you and say, I, I will be faithful. My eyes on the promise, I will be true. I, I will be faithful. For all my days, this one thing I will do. I will be faithful. Life sure has a way of putting doubt inside your heart. At times, it's hard to know which way to go. But when I think of all you've done and all that's left to do, I pledge my life again. This I do know. I will be faithful. Now, here's the challenge of this conference. Neil Prosser got it. He's gone to his reward. Wonderful testimony. Fine man of God. True as true can be. He got it. But how about you tonight? As you're in this conference, God is touching hearts. He's speaking to souls. You may be able to have a flashy personality. You may be able to preach well. You may be able to outdo most of us. All kinds of benefits you may have, but this question I'm asking you, have you got it? That means uh, is this dimension of I will be faithful entered into your heart because destiny is going to come out of the decision that you're going to make to that. I know that there are people here this evening, the battle lines are drawn. Some of you come to this conference, perhaps you're made a decision, this is the last conference I'm coming to. Some of you may have come here and you're discouraged. You said, I wonder if it's worth it, the sacrifices, the conflict, the reproach. But remember, the Bible says God keeps record. And one of the main things he's looking for is faithfulness. I want every head bowed. I want every eye closed. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. 
Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.